Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Jumpman! Ah, we're back, baby. Yeah. We're back, we're back in the saddle like... Like the Terminator cocking his shotgun just by flicking it up into the air, driving oh. in a motorcycle. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say like Terminator because it's coming back as Terminator Genesis. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see. Who cares? Um, this is one of my favorite podcasts of the year. I look forward to it every year. It's our third annual March Madness tournament. M -m -m March Madness, based on, of course, the college basketball tournament, where sixty-four lucky teams jump into a bracket and have a single elimination tournament to find out who's the best. It's like, it's like the Mortal Kombat of basketball. Yes, because after they lose, it's like those old Native American games. You get to kill the team <laughs> that you beat. They just line up and let it happen. Yep. Um, so, of course, we do fun, nerdy stuff for our brackets. Uh, you know, we did top cartoon game, car top cartoon of all time, top video game of all time, top action hero of all time. But this time, Chad... Mm. We came back with, with, with a little more specialized tournament. That's right. We we wanted to go back to video games, and so uh, we we, we kind of went back and forth about this, but we decided on well, what's what's it officially called? This is the top rescue video games of all time. You know, I was I was thinking about this recently that there's a lot of games. Probably forty percent of all video games involve someone rescuing someone. You know whether it's a princess or a president or a special friend. <laughs> you know, there's many video games where you start off with like, oh, your buddy has been kidnapped or oh, you must save them. And you get to the end of the game and you rescue them and they're like, sweet, roll credits. And I was thinking, wow, you know, I've played so many rescue video games over my life. I wonder what the best one is. Right, there's so, there's so many because it's such an easy plot to do you know it's just an easy contrivance to be like all right this this is the game get to the end of the game because of this yeah and so you know there's lots of classics there's new ones there's old school ones variations there's been some twists on stuff and so we put our heads together and came up with 32 games that involve rescuing now there's other games that have rescue mini plots, but we're talking about like this game has to be your main focus is you must go rescue someone Okay. Right. No side quest. This, that's the whole part of the game is rescuing a person. Right. And, and I think a per, upon a personal note, no rescue heroes. You know, no no firefighter uh, on Commodore sixty four. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like like no, nothing cheesy like that. We wanted like a, like a, you know like a video game where you're rescuing somebody something, but it had to be good. It couldn't be like a crummy game. Yeah. So oh, if, wait, well, so if your if your game is not on the list. It sucks. No, or we forgot about it. Yeah, that's because true. there's so many freaking games that uh, you know. Even a day ago, I was I was remembering other ones. So there's, I'm sure, people hit us up on Facebook next week. They're like, "Oh, you forgot this one," and be like, "Oh, yeah, we no, we didn't." Well, I mean, we we did bump some from the list, and you know, there's been like there's been so many articles uh, written on like variations on this topic, but we're not going to get into that. What? This is fucking original. Came from my mind and no one else's. <laughs> okay, I'm like Dr. Mindbender creating Serpentor. Yeah, that's oh, right. And the internet's like, look, I had a mind spider. Give that's me that right. idea. <laughs> I guess the internet was, they pl the internet planted a psychic motivator inside my brain. That's right. But With the, the bullshit mind probe spider thing. So this is the top rescue video games of all time that we played and enjoyed. Okay. Your, your experience may be different. We're going to put the, our brackets 
onto our uh, jumpmanpodcast.com website. So you can download the PDF. You can play along. Check out our brackets. We'll just have, um, they're all ranked. We've got four divisions, and they're ranked one through eight in each division. So you can download our, our PDF from jumpmanpodcast.com. You can see where we're going at, and you can also fill it out your own way and then just uh, post your results on our Facebook page and be like, oh, you bitches got it all wrong. This was the number one game, according to me. Hey, Eric, you know, I just had an idea. What what if in any episode of G.I. Joe, uh, Cobra Law came, came forward and took the credit for something with like a psychic mind probe spider? Yes. With their just like... They're like, yo, Lady J, nice hot uniform. We implanted the idea for that in the psychic mind spider. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, nerds everywhere would be like, oh, I wish I had a psychic motivator in college. <laughs> yeah, more dates. Yeah, exactly. Now now when you graduate college, it's like, uh, less debt. Less debt, please. <laughs> so, let's jump into this now. In case anyone is, if this is the first time listening to one of our classic March Madness tournaments. The rules are: me and Chad go over a game, or the two games, and we, if we come to a mutual agreement, that game moves on. If we disagree, sometimes one of us is willing to give, but if we do not, if we dig our heels in and we're like, "No, you're wrong, you're wrong," uh, one of us will have the power of veto. If you use that power, your game goes on, but then the power of veto switches over to the other brother, right, from another mother. That's right. So uh, that's how we'll be deciding our ties. So occasionally there will be some heartbreak. That's right. But and you know and traditionally the power of veto for whatever reason either we use it all the time or it gets saved to the very last crucial clutch moment. Yeah, because there's sometimes you want to use the power of veto, but you're like, oh, I really need to save it for that next bracket. So I'm gonna let Chad win this round. That's right. <laughs> and and that's led to to several heartbreaks or fans <laughs> saying like. How could you pick a fitter service, the greatest video game of all time? Uh, it's called strategery. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's just fucking jump into this because this is a fun, juicy. Uh, well, let's, well, let's. Shall we list all the games that made our top thirty-two? Nope. All right. <laughs> we'll just list it. Well, there's four. There's four divisions. We'll 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 go one division uh, at a time, and I'll list the game and what seed it is, so you understand how valuable we we think this game is. All right. So starting us off, here we go. In our first division, we have a number one seed, Resident Evil 4, against number eight seed, Super Meat Boy. Obviously, Resident Evil 4 has Leon Kennedy assigned to rescue Ashley, a.k.a. the president's daughter. And Super Meat Boy has to rescue cute little bandage girl. Right, bandage girl, who's in the, uh, the, the dark clutches of the evil Dr. Fetus. Yes, yeah, Dr. Fetus. And, of course, uh, he, he rescues her, like, 8,000 times because he rescues her on, like, every single level. You just have to get to her, basically. Pretty much. And then and then the little little fetus guy in the giant mecha suit punches her and flies away. Yeah. So uh, it's cute. It's cute. I like that it's, it's meat and it's a bandage. You know, it's a fun little game. You know, it's definitely uh, was popular fun, a little while. Fun little game is hard as hell, man. Well, it you is know. for hardcores only. Yeah, I was trying to be nice, but I mean, <laughs> of course, that's why it's an eight seed. Resident Evil Four, obviously one of the greatest games of all time. You not only save Ashley a bunch of times, you uh, get to play as her for a little bit too, with like no weapons. <laughs> um, what can I say about Resident Evil Four? It's awesome. It's amazing. It's like revolutionized uh, a genre of video games. I mean, I, I'll I, play it tomorrow. I. I 
I think some of the some of the coolest parts in Resident Evil 4 is how it breaks up the gameplay with rescue segments. Like sometimes you have to babysit Ashley, and there's babysitting levels uh, where you have to run around with her in tow and like trying to dodge zombies. And you can tell her to wait in a dumpster for you. And then you go out and kill all the zombies in the level, and then come back and be like, "Get out of the dumpster. We're we're leaving." Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you can't reach her, and you've got to be really good with a sniper rifle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because like cultists will, and zombies will pick her up and like drag her off, like like like, and she's got a tiny little skirt. So like, come here, let, let me hoist up my shoulder so your panties are fully exposed. Oh my and she's God. like, Leon, and you gotta like shoot their kneecaps off and yeah. not kill her and not kill her, and then she'll come like squealing back to you. Yeah, I definitely put a couple rounds through her face before on accident. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> she's probably invincible. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. So, I mean, obviously, Resident Evil 4 advances in this. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. I mean, like, in terms of rescuing, there's a lot more variety than in Super Meat Boy, where you're just trying to get to the end of a bunch of concussions in order to yeah. to get the, the girl. I mean, Resident Evil 4 is just an awesome game. True. So, all right, moving down, we have number four seed, River City Ransom, against number five seed, Dante's Inferno. Whoa! Oh, Dude. man. Two games from way different uh, <laughs> video game systems. River City Ransom from the Nintendo, the NES, and Dante's Inferno from, what, like Xbox 360? or Yeah, Xbox? yeah, a- Xbox 360 and PlayStation uh, 3. Now, River City Ransom is classic side-scrolling beat-em-up game. Two dudes got to save their girlfriend, Cindy, and uh, Alex and Ryan got to save Cindy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, but... Not just side-scrolling, but you can earn money, and then you can jump into, like, sushi stores and stuff. Or you can go into a breakfast place and waffle up, eat a bunch of waffles, and uh, increase your stamina experience. You can go into, like, some weird Asian store and get uh, dragon stone hands and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's it's not just a beat-em-up. It's a, it's a side-scrolling, non-linear beat-em-up RPG, which was, yeah. like, rev-a-fucking-lutionary for its time. Blew yeah. everybody's minds, but like it was this cult classic. And they keep remaking it because of that cult status. But yeah, I you're... just liked it because of the, like the blockheads. They're just little blockheads, and I love being able to pick up and throw shit. Oh, you could pick up and throw other dudes. Yeah, man, that's the best. Like, I love picking up and throwing dudes. <laughs> I mean, like, like you can like people have done speed runs of the game where they pick up a trash can, and because because they've done like the math on how effective the trash can is as a weapon, and use the trash can to get through the entire game faster than with anything else. And that's another cool thing. This is like the only side-scroller I know of, off the top of my head, that you can change your speed. Like, mm. if you double-tap in any direction, all of a sudden you haul ass. Right, well, I mean, Karateka is like the only other one, I think. Yeah. And, and Mar- Mario has like a run button. You know what I mean? Like, most of them, you just run the same pace, and that's how it is, and it's you just accept it. But in this one, you can run fast or slow, but actually, that plays into your fighting capability. Like, you close the distance real fast or get away real fast. Uh, you play it right, and you can get the drop on the bad guys every time. True. Well, so, well, sometimes, well, it, it depends, because in later levels, when the uh, the gangs get really actually hard, and they, mm-hmm. you know, they use weapons, they will throw you off a cliff if necessary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they get brutal. If you run into a fight, they will, like, take you down, like, immediately. It's like Karateka. Like, if you try and run a Karateka and you run straight into an enemy, they will, cha-cha, like, yeah. punch, punch you right in the throat and you're dead, like a one-shot. Yeah, you... So why don't you uh, 
Take it away in Dante's Inferno. So Dante's Dante's Inferno, you're trying to rescue uh, uh, Beatrice, who. So the plot of the game is like you're this Christian crusader, you die, but then you kill Death and you steal his scythe, and you're trying to rescue Beatrice, who's been taken down to hell by Satan. Mm-hmm. And you have to traverse all the nine levels of hell. And it's, you know, it's like a non-linear God of War clone. But the whole thing is like Beatrice. And she's like this, you know, like like this really sweet, innocent girl. Why did her soul go to hell when she died? And uh, and then she turns into like Satan's main squeeze. This half-demon she devil thing. And you have to like fight her as like the second to last boss in order to redeem her soul. I'm never in the in my life ever going to rescue someone named Beatrice. <laughs> if someone would be like, "Oh shit, the devil stole someone." Oh, we gotta go rescue her. Yo, what was her name? Beatrice. I'm out. Wait, wait, wait. Nah, you can have her. You can have her. <coughs> oh, excuse me, man. Every time I laugh, every time I laugh, oh man, I want to cough so hard. Uh, we should we should actually compare all the names of all the people that we're going to rescue because most of them are pretty lame sounding. Like uh, I know a lot of these. I don't think they're that lame, but I mean, like, all right, we had we had Ashley, Band Aid Girl, Beatrice, Cindy. Yeah, and I'm gonna and, and without spoiling the rest of the list, it's like I can think of some other lame ones. Anyway, Beatrice. Yeah. Yeah, I know that that game was kind of like eh, like it, uh, personally, I didn't find it like that much fun to play because it's just like another God of War clone. It was cool. The the final boss. Have you seen pictures of the final boss? Yeah, yeah. Any any game that I wasn't super familiar with, because there was a couple that you, only you played. Yeah. I went and watched like the long run on YouTube and the ending. Yeah, Satan's dick is fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's why Chad likes this game. That's why Chad ranked it so high. I was like, any final, any, anybody puts a gigantic dong on a final boss, like it's as big as his fucking arm, and he's like, I'm Satan, I'm in hell, cha cha. Oh, Chad wishes he was Beatrice. Dude, telling you, Just telling you. <laughs> nah, but when but when when you kick Beatrice's ass, which is kind of like a trope, you know, it's like if you have to go rescue the princess, and then the princess gets like the hard way from some demons when she's got some demon dong in her. Yeah. Sometimes she turns into a demon herself, man, and you gotta put her down. Well, I know one of our games that did not make the list. Uh, Maximo goes to glory. Mm. He goes to save the chick, and then at the end, she just turns into the demon. She's like, "Haha, I got you to do everything because you're stupid." Yep. For me, so all right, let's get a ruling on this. Thank goodness Maximo's on the list because that game sucked. Yeah, it it was terrible. I just listed it and I was like, "Man, no way, no how." Nope, too repetitive. Uh, I mean, it's you got to go with River City Ransom. It's awesome. I totally totally C- agree. C- Cindy is hilarious. It's hilarious. Like that, the whole game is is just gold. Dante's Inferno is like. It's 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 the, it's like the voice actor was like Christian Bale and doing Batman when he voiced it. He's like, Beatrice, no. Loved River City as a kid. Loved it when I played it yesterday. All right, moving on. All right, we got number three seed, Star Fox Adventures. I'm specifically mm. saying Star Fox Adventures because there's other ones. Versus number six, Limbo. Wow, I don't know which one of these games I dislike more. Oh, now you listed Star Fox and I listed Limbo. Yeah. So I, I li- why, why don't you cover Star Fox then? And, I, and you have to save the fox named Crystal, which is not a bad name. So. I mean, I, I put this on list because it's one of those definitive 
weird irony history things where like when this game was in development crystal the fox was the main character and instead uh, Nin uh, nintendo like three quarters of the way through development decided that she should be the damsel in distress being saved and that uh star fox should be the lead so they basically just reskinned the main character and had him save crystal and Crystal inspired a ton, a ton of furry porn. Tons of furry oh, porn God. of that character. I, um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what so, do you got? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he he does run around. He's kind of like the space version of Link. So he's got that going for him. Yes. He's got a staff this time instead of blasters. Um... It's not bad. I know my friends were... I wasn't really into Star Fox, but some of my friends, like, swore by Star Fox. I, I, oh. Yeah, I mean, I bought that game, but there's, like... They tacked on, like, two flying missions, and it was mostly just ground combat the entire game. It's him fighting dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. Well, Limbo, on the other hand, that came out on Xbox Live Arcade a year and a half ago. Right. I was drawn to it just because of, of its weirdness. You know, you're, you're a little boy, and you have to, you have to save your sister... And the whole, it's a side-scroller, but it's very dark. You're only kind of seeing shadow outlines of stuff. And you have to puzzle your way through stuff. And I just thought that was very interesting. Like, wow. it's just, uh, you know, it's just so minimalistic and so different from what I'm used to that, um, you know, I was drawn to it. Hard, but creepy, man, when those shadow spiders come and get you. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was very clever. And hmm. did you see the ending? Spoiler, you know, that, spoiler that, that, alert. You can spoil for me. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get to the ending, and that was one of the few I didn't watch on YouTube because I was actually into the game. But go ahead. I mean, I heard it was rumored that the sister's already dead or something. Yeah. Uh, guess what? Everybody's dead. You're Ooh. dead. Your sister is dead. Everybody's dead. Or, so we, or possibly your sister is alive and you are dead. So that's why it's called Limbo, because that's where you technically are. Yes. All right. So it's like it's 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 like one of those rescue tales that has like a really bad ending. Oh, those aren't bad. That's cool. I mean, I mean, you know, good on them. It's different, much like the game. Very different. Well, what would you, uh, what would you throw out as which game you think should advance? I, you know, I would advance Limbo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna get crushed next round, but I would advance it All over right. Star I, Fox. I mean, like I said, I liked, I liked Limbo. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I downloaded that game on my Xbox, which very few games get downloaded by yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> that one, X Men Arcade. That's all you need. <laughs> Yeah. You just um, see the Colossus Mutant Power over and over again. Yeah. All right, so the last matchup in this bracket in the first round is number uh, two seed, Curse of Monkey Island. Yes. This is number seven seed, Battletoads. Oh, man. So Cur Curse of Monkey Island takes, takes the trope and kind of spins it on its head where um, where Guybrush Threepwood, mighty pirate, uh, accidentally turns his... Um, his fiance into a golden statue by playing, placing a cursed ring on her finger, and then it has to like drag her statue around after he steals it back from pirates uh, mm -hmm. to to uh, to lift the curse. And her name was Elaine Marley, so I guess that's another one of the lame, the lamer names. I mean, I guess it works for like a pirate name. And we owned this game and played it on the PC back in the late '90s and loved it. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, like in terms of adventure games. I think that this is like the golden standard, in, in my view, the golden standard. I don't know if I've played, is that is that what you classify this game as? You know, you click on stuff to get hints and you try and you pick up items and you try and solve other items. I don't know, I was never really big into that kind of genre, 
And since then, I haven't really liked them as much because I just think this game was so amazing. I was just, I loved every single level. Yeah, and it's really, really funny. I mean, all the all the puzzles are, you know, classic point-and-click adventure things where you have to, like, tit-for-tat, you know, like, get this item to fuse with this item in a really wacky way. And some of the puzzles were decently hard. We had to ask my friend Ricky, who gave us the game, for help. And the cool thing was, I liked that when you got an item wrong with a combination, they usually had a pretty good one-liner to bash you with it, too. Oh, yeah. Instead of just saying no, like, they always had something funny to say. Like, uh, just getting out of the first area was insanely hard if you... I mean, we had never played adventure games before. Mm. I mean, like, the I played, like, Zork before then, and man, I didn't get anywhere. Right. But, um, but you know, like... Uh, you had to get like this Irish man to to get on your crew, and he would only well he'd only do it if you could beat him in a caber toss, and he's yeah. like fucking gigantic. So you had to I forget it was like you had to like get somebody to give you like a giant like inflatable log or something like that. It was like every puzzle had like this weird, crazy, cartoony answer to it. I always loved the the moment. It never got old. The aha moment when you realize one thing would work for something, and you're like, "Oh yes!" Like we were in that fucking pirate barber shop forever. Yes. Trying to figure out how to advance. <clears throat> right. It's always like, "All right, take this item, drag it over to this item. Doesn't work. Drag it over to the next item. Doesn't work. All right, next, 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 next until something, some weird combination works." And this is the first of two games on this list today that had a very funny talking skull. <laughs> Yes, Murray. He's the best character in the entire game. Yeah, Murray. He's this like just like the the enchanted skull of a skeleton, who I think you dismember in the beginning of the game, and then he's just like on your ass for like many different levels throughout the game, and he's like doing everything he can for evil. Yeah, I, I think I read on like Wikipedia or something that he was only supposed to be in like the first level, but it tested so well that they uh, put him on the game throughout. Oh, he's he's the best, and he's just like he's just like this this naughty, uh, chaotic, evil character who can't do anything because he's just literally a talking skull. But he will harass mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Now, Battletoads on the other side, saving Princess Angelica. That's right, I, and we you never see Angelica till the very end. But you're also rescuing in the NES version. You're also rescuing Pimple, who's the third Battletoad. Yeah. By the way, I hate this game, so you can feel free to talk it up. <laughs> it's hard as hell. One of the hardest. And I've seen I've seen speedruns of this game. They just take forever. And even if you're utilizing every cheat, every warp, every glitch in the entire book, it's just not a fun game. It's one of those games that punishes you and punishes you. And if you're like a casual player and you really want to get into it, like League of Legends, FYI, you will not have fun. You have to invest so much time and know like every single detail, League of Legends, uh, yeah. in order to in order to actually have uh, like a decent shot at it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's it's infamously hard. If you can get past the snake, if you can get past any stage, good on you. If you can get past the um, the 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 first uh, the the tunnel stage, you know what I'm mm -hmm. talking about. If you can get yep. past that, you have spent at least a week of your life playing the game. Oh. And so, end of story. Exactly. So, survey says Curse of Monkey Island. Yep. Moving on. All right. So, on to our second division. We got number one seed, bad dudes, fucking bad dudes, bitches, versus number eight seed, Ico. Oh, yeah. So, 
Bad. Well, it's actually called Bad Dudes versus Dragon Ninja. Well, it depends which version you play. Oh, okay. There's some that's just called straight up bad dude. So oh. first Dragon Ninja was like the second version that came out. All right. So because like it, it depends on the port too. Because like in the arcade you picked up you picked up cans of Coke <coughs> to give you health updates throughout, but in the Nintendo version you didn't pick up shit. Hmm. So oh, wow. slight slight tweaks, slight tweaks. But uh, Ronald Reagan, the president, has been captured, and they are like, "Are you a bad enough dude to rescue him?" I mean. We've quoted this game tons of times. It's one of our favorite games of all time. You got to play it two player. The uh, the stage bosses are the best. The fat circus dude who breathes fire. Carnage. The dude, the dude who has Wolverine claws. The dude who uh, splits into seven copies. Which, which by the way, I uh, based uh, one of my characters, <laughs> Shark Knights, on him because I love bad dudes that much. So I based a, a Shark Knight character on that. I mean, they're just so good. They're delicious. It's, it, it's true. And rescuing President Ronnie in the end, it's like one of the best closing lines to a video game ever where he's like, thanks, dudes. Now let's go get some burgers. Yeah. I just love how every step, it never gets old. Every time you kill the boss at the end of each level, he puts his arm straight up and goes, ah, bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want to do that every fucking day. Yeah. Like, if I crush, like, some video or something, you know, like, I, like at work, I'll just be like, I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, anything, like, you know, if I if I get a, a, a stuffed animal out of a claw machine, I'm bad. Yeah, you know, at the end of a romantic dinner with your significant other, I'm bad. Yeah. Um, so, it's, that's, it's fucking fun. Like, you know, a, you know, a lot of things you say about side-scrollers is they get too repetitive. I never get sick of bad dudes. It's it's punching ninjas, and that's just the best. So yeah. so compare this is like apples to like modern art. Because, yeah, lame. Because Ico or Eco for you purists out there, uh, Ico is completely different. There's zero dialogue in the game. Zero. There's there's like a little bit uh, by like one character towards the end, but like you're basically just thrown in it with nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the but the story is about like. Uh, you're this kid with horns for zero reason. Uh, you're you're locked up as a sacrifice. Um, again, giving no explanation. And the people who lock you up, uh, they leave. They're like, well, that's done. Beep, 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 beep. He's in his little jail urn forever. But you manage to escape. And uh, you find this girl who looks to be made out of like light. Or she's an albino who glows occasionally. You get her out of out of prison too, and you try and lead her out of this crazy trap-filled dungeon, which occasionally spawns these creepy shadow creatures that want to drag her down into the darkness portal that they spawned out of. And all you have to beat them off is a fucking bat with a <laughs> nail in it. Beat them off. Yeah, man. You're like, come here, shadow creature. <laughs> shadow just all over my face. But it's. It's awesome. It's it was like it's truly original. It's one of the best games on the on the PS One in terms of just like all right, if you got to play this game, it like like any game on the PS One, this is one of them, you know. Mm-hmm. And and, um, and once you beat the game, like once the entire story is laid out before you and understand everything, you're just like, oh my god, the French are fucking geniuses. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like I like my dudes bad, not silent. So wow, wait, who has the veto power right now? Oh, you know what? We never decided it. Or flip a coin. 
I don't have a coin. Uh, I got a coaster. I have a debit card. Do you want Do you want picture or a fuzzy side? Picture. All right, here we go. It landed picture side it up. You got veto. All um, right. So what are we picking here? I mean, you're you're rescuing the girl in Ico the entire game. Like you're pulling her through thick and thin. You're saving the game by sitting on couches with her. I have to give it to Ico. Sitting on couches? What the fuck lame shit is this? It's weird. Come on. It's fucking bad dudes. How can you, a red-blooded American, vote <laughs> against bad dudes in the first round against a fucking French game? Mm. Are you serious right now? What? Are you serious? Our fucking forefathers laid down their lives and died so we could enjoy bad dudes. That's some <laughs> French game. The the boss the bo there's one boss battle in Ico. Uh, against the one character who has dialogue, and it's fucking awesome, and it's better than any boss battle in Bad Dudes. I'm sorry. Are you kidding me? Yep. In the final level of Bad Dudes, you get to fight all the bosses again. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing, Chad. It's typical. It's typical beat 'em up fair. And typical I just gotta awesomeness. Say, it's like the best of the beat 'em ups, dude. Dude, when, when, you, when you come to an obstacle, when you're dragging the princess. You hop to one side of like, you know, like just like jumping over a chasm. You hop to the other side and then you call her to you by going, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Are you trying to like help your cause here? Because I'm awesome. not hearing it. I'm not hearing it. When it's you get great. to a problem with bad dudes, you solve it with your left fist or your right fist or sometimes your foot. I know, I know. That's nice. But we're talking about rescue video games, man. Ico is all about rescuing this girl. Yeah, but I'm saying we're rating the awesomeness of the game. We're not we're not rating the awesomeness of the rescue itself. We're just saying the game. What's a better game that involves rescuing? Bad dudes or Ankham? <laughs> Bad dudes by far is a better game. I don't know. I see. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's it's like apples to oranges, and Ico is like this crazy orange that you got to play. Some this is some red blooded, high cholesterol apple. You're a wuss orange. Pa pass me the diet Mountain Dew, my friend. Oh my god, I've had enough of this. I can't believe I'm vetoing you now. <laughs> bad dudes. Alright, bad dudes. Proceed. Ridiculous. You call yourself a jumpman podcast. We have, we quote bad dudes in our description of this podcast, Chad. Do we maybe I need to change that? <laughs> jumpman podcast is about sitting on couches with oh girls made of light. You don't deserve this. <laughs> Fine, moving on. All right. We have number four seed Braid against number five seed Fat Princess. Dude, and Braid, uh, where, is, where is it? Many people mention Braid. In fact, this guy, uh, Didi, uh, on our own website, who no, nobody comments on like a blog anymore. He comments it on our blog post to say Braid. Braid sucks. <laughs> I'll put that on our blog. Come on, dude. Come on. I looked Braid at that awesome. game. I've never played that game. Come on. Oh, Fat Princess great. is awesome. I love lo I love Fat Princess. I love these kind of games. Fat Princess, and there was a game in the late 90s that involved ants. I love you have to like have different uh, different kinds of casts, different kind of guys with tools, and you have to go over, fight other people. In this one, you got to lure the Fat Princess away with cupcakes and shit. It's fucking awesome. This game's cool. Suck it, Braid. I mean... Alright, the multiplayer aspect of Fat Princess is pretty awesome. Fattening up your princess so she's harder to drag off. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But Braid is awesome. Braid starts out, you're this dude in a suit, and there's all this, like, this esoteric poetry 
everywhere and he's like talking about his life and the princess in another castle is a metaphor this is like the last episode of our (laughs) podcast ever you just went from that fucking french couch one to fucking poetry chad i watched i watched braid on youtube dude it's fucking lame dude it's about puzzles all right you watched it on youtube somebody who knew there was doing who solved all the time travel puzzles immediately in braid you had these amazing magical powers where you can like reverse time and it and it shows you like all the gameplay moves that you just made like you 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 rewind it to uh to any point and then you can continue as normal and then it fucks with you even more by making you uh reverse time in certain ways to get like uh, items in really clever uh ways dude it's, it's this really game cool. this game sucks i fucking read this 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 guy the main character is the fucking biggest pussy of all time well yes and his poetry sucks he doesn't understand girls, and yes. he writes the lamest shit about how he drove this girl away, and he just wants to get back with her. It's it's not her. It's you, asshole. Okay? <laughs> he doesn't want to be saved. Leave her alone. He's like, if only I could make her understand. This game, fucking, I could feel my nuts going up into my body. Like, <laughs> it was terrible. Come on. And at the end, he realizes he's the one that's the monster that's driving her away. It's true, it's and that's like the whole the whole revelation is like yeah. is like the princess is actually trying to run away from you. Yeah, because you're this game should be called Shitty Pussy Boyfriend. I agree. It's obviously, I'm not playing this game. I agree, but I will say the gameplay mechanics were pretty awesome, and you should check it out. Fat Princess is fucking cool. That's All what right. you should check out. Fat Fat Princess advances. Yeah. Sorry, every single person who commented on this on this thing who wanted Bray to win. Yeah, sorry, dudes, not really. <laughs> I love the right. gameplay, Brad. It was fucking cool. The reason I like these tournaments because you have such weird matchups. Case in point: number three seed Shadow of the Colossus versus Ooh. number six seed Psychonauts. Now, in, now in Psychonauts, it doesn't start out as a uh, as a rescue game, but then there's a twist. Like uh, third of the way through the game, uh, all your fellow campers in the Whispering uh, I think it's like Whispering Pines or Whispering Rocks uh, summer camp. All your fellow campers get kidnapped, and you have to save them. Actually, no, they, they all get dragged one by one to the to the bottom of the lake, and they come back without their brains. Yeah, that's that's where you realize that this camp is all about taking your brains. This was the only game that was I, I almost wasn't sure about the rescue thing, but I was like, they're rescuing children's brains. We gotta count it. It's awesome when you when you go and uh, you find their brains everywhere. It's like this like hide and seek with their brains. So, like, once you get to the bottom of the lake, and it's like a classic point-and-click adventure game, also kind of packaged in a, um, a 3D platformer. When you mm. find the brains, you bring them back to where the kids are being held, uh, like, in a tank all together. And, like, and it's cool. It's like, you know, like, you get to see them in the beginning with their brains, like, little character development. Then they get kidnapped, and you see them brainless, kind of walking around, going, a lot. <laughs> And then you get the brains. I mean, it's really cool. And the whole, like, brain thing is, I mean, it's just classic. I mean, the game is all about humor and wits and using uh, gameplay in a really awesome storytelling way and, like, going into people's minds and seeing how crazy they are. I mean, each mm-hmm. each level is you're going into somebody's mind and yeah. all the clutter uh, is, like, you know, like everything that's screwed up in their life. And some people are really messed up. And you have to kind of solve their inner turmoil in order to, to beat the level. By the way, um, you know, I always watch TV on mute. 
as we uh, do this podcast. Transformers uh-huh. 3 is on again. Oh, God. <laughs> so in this scene, Shia LaBeouf, Bumblebee, the Transformer, and a carton of milk are on the screen right now. <laughs> Who is the best actor of the three? Carton of milk. Carton of milk, bitches. <laughs> because Bumblebee doesn't exist, and neither does Shia LaBeouf's acting ability. That's right. The carton of milk doesn't need to put a bag on its head and apologize. Yeah. The carton of milk was holding down that scene. <laughs> without it, I just well, I wouldn't have understood it. It would make no sense to have it in the movie without that carton of milk. See, carton of milk. I mean, I really relate to carton of milk. I know. Every <laughs> Everyone needs one. I mean, given the choice of having my own pet transformer, a carton of milk, eh, you know, probably milk because Bumblebee can't talk in these movies, and that sucks. And milk is good for you, but Shia yeah. LaBeouf is clearly bad. Yeah. So the other game we're talking about, Shadow of the Colossus. I know lots of people talk about like they love this game. I think it's a little weird that the woman that you're saving is named after a sickness I had in middle school, Mono. (laughs) She actually. Well, that's the thing is like there's no. I I I didn't know that she had a name because like the only dialogue in the game uh, comes from when you kill one of the gigantic, beautiful rock and stone and earth colossi and it falls to the ground shrieking and you're like what have I done and then this black mist comes out of it and hits you and you pass out when you wake up from your little concussion coma this e- this evil sounding voice whispers into your ear and says kill more colossuses please <laughs> yeah. now I will say you're usually the one that's like oh it looks so good I love the visual arts I'll admit this game looks pretty cool and it was on the PS2 yeah, he, and and guess what? It's the same team that made Ico. It's the sequel, basically, to Ico. Or actually, it's a, pre, it was a prequel. Ah, uh, but right. no, it was it was awesome, and but it also it was hard as hell. It was yeah. like a puzzle game where you you're the entire game is you're doing nothing but a boss rush, fighting colossus after colossus after colossus, and each one you kill, you feel really bad about because they're just like hanging out, minding their own business, not attacking you, they're just hanging out. And then you so, go up and moita them in order to try and bring back your dead girlfriend. Yeah, so be honest here. Which of the game is more fun to play? Because that's what we're looking at. Oh, Psychonauts, absolutely. But All right. Is that what your choice is, then? Not what, yeah, it's, it's tough because Sadness of the Class is like, it's like, it's like the gamer's hope. You know? Yeah. Like, like, people went to Bill O'Reilly and Roger Ebert, and they were like, hey... You can't hate on video games because we got Shadow of the Colossus now. And I'm holding out my arm like I'm like like hu- hugging somebody's like shoulders like, huh, my bro. Like, check it out. You can't make fun of us no more. The video games are art. Shadow of the Colossus. So what advances here in your opinion? Uh, Psychonauts, definitely. Okay, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Sorry, man, but dude, spoiler alert, they kill your horse. Oh, I can't stand that. The so. horse is your best friend, and he's always there for you, and you need him to kill all the Colossuses, and then they scare him, and he runs off a cliff. I still have post-traumatic stress disorder from watching Artax die. Oh, man. In the Dismal Swamps. And, uh, the Sadness Swamps. And the sad, sorry, there's a Dismal Swamp near where I live. <laughs> Dude, and then he goes and talks to the turtle, and the turtle's like, I don't give a fuck. Got you. <laughs> All right, the last one in this uh, division is number seven seed Donkey Kong original Ooh. versus number two seed Splatterhouse Two. All right, so Donkey Kong the. I will give Donkey Kong a tip of the cap because it's one of the first ever rescue games of all time. Mm. The 
classic. It introduces Mario, also known as Jumpman, in this game, which obviously is where we get our name from. Mm. But, you know, we can't get sentimental. we got to go straight up awesome playability. Splatterhouse 2, you did a full podcast with your buddy on this. Well, uh, we, did, we did a full podcast about Splatterhouse 3. And Oops, I was wrong. No, nah, it's all right. No, no, the Happy Video Game and I, uh, Happy Video Game Nerd uh, and I did a full podcast. Um, I don't know, it might have been, and we also we did DVD commentary, um, just like, just talking specifically about the Splatterhouse series. Mm-hmm. And I was really, I was hemming and hawing between like, all right, what do I put on this? Because Splatterhouse, the remake... Your girlfriend is like the hottest. I mean, she was so hot they put her in the actual Playboy magazine in real life. All right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you collect uh, like like naughty pictures of her uh, throughout the game, which is also cool. But the game sucked. Uh, Splatterhouse Three, which I think is the uh, uh, you know one of the best of the series. You have to save your wife and your son, uh, but it's brutal because if you don't save them in time. Uh, your wife becomes a mindless zombie beast because a boar worm bored into her brain and ate her brain. And your son, if you don't save him in time, he gets sacrificed by these demon spirits. It's like it's like the feel-bad game of the year because you will not save them in time, guaranteed. Wait, um, so is 2 the better game or 3 the better game? 2, I, two is the... Two, two, I, I feel like Splatterhouse 3 is like my favorite of the series... But Splatterhouse 2 is the best rescue game. Cause oh, it's, okay. Because it's like, it's like the classic horror movie where you start out at the beginning of the game, hanging out, making out with your hot girlfriend, and then suddenly she's stolen away by demons, and you have mm. to go inside this haunted house to save her. Um, and throughout the game, like, like, you, like, you think you see her, and then she gets dragged down to hell. Mm. You know, you oh, go, yeah. you get on to, um, like, uh, you have in Splatterhouse, I think one or maybe it was two. Like she turns into a demon, you have to fight. Mm-hmm. But then you save her. You you run the hell out of hell while killing demons along the way. And there's this awesome elevator stage where you're like dodging shit, running out of the mansion. You're in a motorboat, and like this evil tentacle beast comes out of the lake. And you're still like motorboating away from this tentacle beast. You have to kill him, and then it's it just like all these amazing horror tropes. Uh, I really feel like it's like this amazing horror movie in a game. It's like every 80s horror trope, like it's there. Well, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, sorry, Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Pauline. Like, Donkey Kong, you got in here uh, as, like I said, tip of the cap nod to where you came from. But, you know, Donkey Kong sucks. It's fun to play, but, like, it's not a, like a cinematic experience. I mean, as cinematic yeah. as the Genesis could be. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on to division number three. We got number one seed, Shadow of the Damned, versus number eight seed, Princess Tomato. Princess Tomato in the Salad Kingdom. And the Salad Kingdom. You're lucky I haven't <laughs> included this game, Chad. I can't believe you, you submitted this game as a possibility. Dude, it's so it's so rare. We tracked down this game in real life, the NES cartridge, and we had we had my wife's NES cleaned and repinned so we could play it. And it was it, because it's like one of those like rare NES games that like people like collectors want to get. And I was like, uh, let's fire it up and see what it's made of. You know, it's like this crazy. It's like this weird uh, point and click adventure game. It's set where like all the characters are vegetables. Yeah, but shitty vegetables. This game sucks. Come on. No, it was made for like three year olds. Yeah, it sucks. Shadow of the Damned. 
is uh, the greatest. You gotta save your hot girlfriend, Paula, who gets dragged down to hell. And they said, by the way, while she's down there and while you're trying to rescue her, we're going to straight up murder her ass over and over again in many different ways. Dude, in front of you, there's this one level where she's in a lake drowning. Like, drowning! And yeah. she's like, come save me, help, help, I'm drowning. And you can't get to her and you have to, like, go around and, like, do these side quests and, like, you're, like, the whole time, like, run, 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 kill, 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 run, 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 girlfriend's drowning, run, 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 run. And then they drown her. And then they respawn her and then drowning her again. I think there's, like, no less than four times where a demon bursts out of her, like, that was wearing her, like, a meat suit. Oh, it's so weird. There's a bunch of levels where all of a sudden she's, like, getting all over you, like, all hot and bothered. Like, she's going to, mm-hmm. like, do the nasty right there. And then she, like, kills you. And yeah. so you have to run the hell away from her as she's being, like, all weird exorcisty, like, mostly naked, running at you. And you got to, like, mm-hmm. run away from her. I and, remember you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. And there's even a level where, like, like, like a lot of levels you have to go between, like, um, the world of the light and the world of the dark. And in the world of dark, like, your health starts going down quick. There's one world of dark you're in between these two portals where you're running on her gigantic naked body. Yeah. <laughs> it, and I'm just like, it, it's just, like, weird and wild. But, like, the whole trip of, like, trying to save her is awesome. It's a great game. I- I remember you got me this game, and you're like, trust me, it's awesome. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. And then I saw a commercial for it, and I was like, oh, shit, that's the game Chad got me. All right. Yeah. Because I, I saw the the hilarious talking skull, which works as a gun or a torch, and I was like, this is awesome. This is hilarious. Oh, yeah, there's so many dick jokes in this game, dude. I oh, mean, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the gun that you have is called the boner. Yeah. Or And then you upgrade it to the hot boner. Yeah, yeah, I, that is true. You have to say there's a ton of sex puns in there, and they're hilarious. It's good. It turns so. out, I mean, spoiler alert, it, turn, it turns out like that like the whole time that your girlfriend's being killed, she's also being boned by, uh, by the, uh, the evil demon king. And he's basically like, he's basically like this tug of war between boyfriends of like, of like human boyfriend Garcia versus like evil demon king. Well, you feel really bad for her because she was a hunter like him. She got down there. But then they took her and turned her into a demon whore. Basically. She, she gets out, starts dating him, and then they come back for her. So it's like, yeah, she's really, you know. She's, yeah. she's messed and then, up. And even at the end of the game, he finally rescues her. They're back on Earth, blah, 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 And all of a sudden, like, oh, demon. The, the game ends with more demons coming. And he's like, oh, I'm going to fight for you. This is. Well, just the, get another girlfriend, man. <laughs> no, wait. I mean, like, she's smoking hot. Yeah, but, she but, is pretty good. Video game graphics are good in this one. Yeah, and and the, fin- the final boss of this game is not the demon king you kill his ass and then all of a sudden and and your and he, uh Garcia makes up with Paula and mm-hmm. she's like and she's so pissed at him cuz she's like you watched me die hundreds of fucking thousands of times i hate you and she turns into this like crazy 13 winged demon herself yeah and you have to kill yeah. you have to put her down and then and then apologize well, and then, like I said, that's a twist. I mean, she used to be a hunter, and then they fucking corrupted her. So I just feel bad for her, but it's such an awesome game. Oh, it's so good, and it's a ton of fun, and especially when uh, Garcia Garcia is this badass hunter, and he'll, like, kill anything that moves, and he's amazing and macho, super macho, the super Spanish accent, but he can't really read well. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of points where you have to, like, read, like, a book on, like, something that happened in previous history and just listening to him, like, tr- stumbling through through it. 
yeah it's so good and like and like his little skull buddy is trying to like help him along again he reminds me of the dude from princess bride because uh he keeps saying over he goes i am garcia hotspur oh yeah and i'm going to kill you or something so all right obviously that advances clearly clearly so now we got number four seed the original crash bandicoot game versus number five seed a rocket knight oh and no some of you may forget the crash bandicoot in the first game he had to save a wicked hot bandicoot named tauna which a lot of people only saw in those little bonus scenes like we had to go across little bonus bridges and she was always waiting at the end of it mm. but uh, and they did say that they said she was too sexy which is why she was never in any of the other games right well she's basically like like crash except like an amazon uh, with a yeah. giant red tube top and uh, and uh, what you call it, Daisy Dukes. When Crash Bandicoot came out, we got it on the PlayStation. We about shit ourselves, yeah, because we had just never seen a game like that before. I mean, we weren't side scrolling. You did some side scrolling, but running straight on, dodging shit, smashing those boxes like, like. I, it was just so, like even now I'm just thinking back to how we were when we saw this game we just couldn't believe it and uh-huh. the chase the chase levels holy shit man jumping on those fences like running straight at us like holy shit that was awesome now it was it was perfected in Crash Bandicoot 2 which, yes which we played uh, way more right but, but I'm first, just saying when we first got too. that blew us away well that's the first one's a rescue game so. yes yeah, but but, but I, all right. So on the other side of this battle, Rocket Knight Adventures, it was one of the, graphically, it's one of the uh, best looking Genesis games out there. You know, and it's cartoony. It's about yeah. like this uh, this possum in this giant blue knight suit for whatever reason who wields a sword and he has a rocket pack, and that's fucking yeah. awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and um, there's a lot of like nuance to the control too. Like you could hold down your jetpack button to power it up all the way, but mm-hmm. if you held it up, uh, but if you held it up all the way and did it push a a, a button to uh, like select which which area you wanted to fly in, like you could fly up to eight directions, you would mm-hmm. just spin out. So mm-hmm. like, and and that's kind of like a defensive move where you just spin out, and it's like the Sonic spin dash. Where mm-hmm. you just like stay in one position with your sword flickering out, and you just had like the regular sword button too. So you go along, you kill a lot of pigs. There's a lot of levels where like you're. There's a lot of variations to the levels. There's some like they they would like do like a side scrolling level and then mix it up with like a shoot 'em up level where like you're flying through the air and like shooting uh, shooting down pigs. There was mm-hmm. a giant rock'em sock'em robots boss fight. Which everybody references when they when they talk about like Rock'em Sock'em Robots in games, they're like, all right, Rocket Knight Adventures, mm. where you're fighting the evil Axel Gear, who's basically like a larger, cooler version of you in the game, who's kidnapped uh, the the Possum Princess. That's so which way we which way are we going here? Oh, uh, the princess was named uh, Princess Sherry. Yeah, Princess Sherry didn't get any lines. And he ditched her at the end. He saved her, dropped her back off with her dad's kingdom, and he just took off like a badass. Because he's too, he's too school for cool, man. He's just awesome. Like I feel like it's this game isn't about rescuing some princess. It's about whooping ass and being awesome and killing pigs like it's pig genocide. So what are you voting for? I got to give it up to Rocketnet Adventures. I got to stay loyal to Crash. I just still kind of just going back in time remembering how much I loved it. 
I, I will veto that, my friend. Ah. V, v Camel Toad. Rocket Knight advances. As it should, as it should. All right, next up, and I'm sure some people complain about this. This is our one entry of Super Mario. <laughs> right, what, you no, got to, like, you know, condense it down to one. Yes, we have our number three seed here, Super Mario Brothers 3. Yes, we know there's literally 500 games where Mario res rescues Peach. There's no reason to have them all on here, so we picked which one we enjoyed the most. Super Mario Brothers 3 is a three seed against number six seed, Castle Crashers. And in Castle Crashers... You're, there's like these five nameless princesses Whoa. that are that are always getting like dragged around that you're trying to rescue. Yeah, and you've got four knights. They look awesome. They've got to go around rescuing them. It's a four-player game with these little badass knights all on the same screen, killing shit, trying to rescue these princesses. Right, and you can upgrade uh, your weapons and your magic. And you get different skins, and you can play as like a lot of different characters, different hats. It, it's it's a lot of fun, and it's really wacky and crazy. But Super Mario Bros. Three is like the classic Nintendo game. Like that's it. I mean, it came with the system. Yeah. It's which system did it come with? Nintendo. Not three. Yeah. The original. Mario came with Nintendo. Oh yeah, well, yeah, that's right. That and Duck Hunt. But I thought after a while, I mean, there's so many of those yellow cartridges, like, uh, uh, you know, that like out there. I swear they must have bundled it at some point. Everybody yeah, had it. You're probably right. Well, anyways, this is tough because I love Castle Crashers. I love those four little knights, man. I mean, I'm a sucker for four player games. I love them. So the mayhem on the screen at any one time is just, I love it. Yeah, but Super, you know, Super Mario Brothers three is it's fun, it's classic. I don't know. But you can all right, so you can speed run Super Mario Brothers three. You can't really do that in Castle Crashes. Like Super Mario Brothers three, it's a one to two player experience, mm -hmm. but it's hard. It's hard, but like the it's just like there's the the gameplay, the design, the music. It's it's like a five star game. All right. I kind of feel like if Castle Crashers, it's just a victim of circumstance here. If they went up against someone else in the bracket, I would be voting them on. But you're right, I can't vote against Super Mario Brothers 3 in the first round. It's too good of a game. Yeah, and in the rescue aspect, you're rescuing all kinds of dudes. Like, you rescue one one king or person in each in each level where they get turned into, like, a dog or a frog or a spider. Mm-hmm. All right, Super Mario Advances. Next one, we've got two seed. This is only <laughs> Chad. This is don't get. I did not play this game. We'll never play this game. Rhapsody, a musical adventure, versus number seven seed Toki. And to Toki is the arcade game where you play as a fireball spitting monkey who is once a caveman with a smoking hot babe who is turned into a monkey by an evil uh, wizard who stole your girlfriend away. And I went back and played this game yesterday. It's awesome. The dead, vacant expression on the ape's face as he's just going <laughs> and spitting. He's basically spitting uh, tricks cereal <laughs> across the screen at people. It's pretty hilarious. <coughs> then there's your game. Rhapsody, a musical adventure. I look... Oh, man. Oh, man. I lost my voice last week. It's still kind of with me. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> Well, maybe you could lose it for the next two minutes, Ugh. so we can just skip past Rhapsody. No way, man. No way, man. Dude, when I when as soon as you said like what this uh, what this March Madness event would be, I was instantly like Rhapsody musical adventure. Yes, 
Because this game is all about that trope. It's about a spunky young princess who ha- er, no, princess to be, uh, who happens to be a puppeteer who can bring her magical puppets to life and fight them against evil monsters. And she has to let's see the prince that she falls in love with and is betrothed to gets turned to stone by the evil uh was it evil um uh, by this evil witch lady who thinks she's amazing. And there's musical numbers, and she has to like kill all these monsters in order to like bring the prince back to life from a heartless rock of stone. It's awesome, and it's and it's an early NIS strategy RPG. Yeah, it's actually pretty deep. Strategy RPG. This game sucks ass. It looks dumb. <laughs> it's boring. I mean, I'm so biased. Obviously, I hate strategy RPGs. So sue me. I hate Persona. That's not a, that's, uh, it is, well, it, uh, it's a non-traditional RPG. The Persona strategy tactics yeah. or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't like, I don't like the games where when it's time to fight, you light up squares to see if you can get close enough to attack. Every, it's like every RPG ever, except for, the, except for like the you on this side, me on this side, let's fight like the Revolutionary War. I hate RPGs. this. I hate that kind of game, so I'm super biased. I'd rather go with this dumbass arcade Toki game. <laughs> Dude, musical numbers. It was an actual musical as a video game. It was amazing. Look, I'm not going to protest it. If you want to advance this round, it can advance this round. But I'm just, for the record, washing my hands of it. I didn't know what this game was until you told me about it. And I looked it up. This looks terrible. You oh, would have to so pay good. me. Like, I'm not going to be an idiot and be like, oh, you can't pay me to play it. You can pay me to do just about anything in life, mm-hmm. but you would have to pay me to play this game. It's so it's so Japanese. It's crazy. And it's so made for, like, five-year-old girls, which is totally what I'm into. <laughs> I just Games record, made Chad for five-year-old girls. Chad says he's into five-year-old girls. <laughs> I did not say that. Just for the record. I did not say that. Did not say that. We've got it recorded. All right, Damn. last bracket here. And, of course, once we get to the second round, things are going to go faster. We oh, have yeah, to explain. No, we have to explain every game. And then once we get into the next round, it's just this versus that. So, yeah, here we go. Number one seed, Earthworm Jim mm. versus number eight seed, Super Goals and Ghosts. Oh, this is actually this is actually a really good matchup. Cause... Earthworm Jim, classic. Classic, you know. Original Sega after Sonic, Earthworm two, Earthworm Jim is probably the number two most recognized brand. He's on, cool. It was it on Super cool. Nintendo too. Okay, well, um, I just remember my childhood Sega, but oh, anyway, of course. I mean, you can't beat him when he takes his own body out of his super suit and whips people with it. Pretty awesome. And it's re- it's probably the best rescue game uh, ending of all time because the cow that you launch into the stratosphere at the beginning of the game comes crashing down on top of the the babe that you save at the very end. <laughs> yeah, killing her. Killing yeah. her. And he's like, well, shit. Well, you know, I mean, her her name was Princess What's-Her-Face. Yeah. Or What's-Her-Name. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, too. It was kind of a, a spin on that trope. But, yeah. you know, Earthworm Jim, I, I didn't like that you had limited ammunition. You had to like pick up ammo from other places. Like you could easily, because your gun's so rapid fire, you could easily like dispense all of your ammunition immediately in the first five seconds of the game. And I did many times. And then you're just left with the whip move, which is not good against those crows. Meanwhile, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, you're the knight. Uh, I love that you rescue Princess Prin Prin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you have unlimited ammo. 
But yeah. it doesn't matter because this game's fucking hard. Oh, it's ridiculous. You take hard. one hit and you lose your knight armor and you're naked, and you take a second hit and you're dead. <laughs> now we now I said specifically super ghouls and ghosts. Yeah. Which is like it's the it's the Super Nintendo game. It's like uh so we're not talking about the Commodore version that right. we played. Or the arcade version. Yeah, not not ghosts and goblins. They're basically the same though. Um well this one is like the amazing Super Nintendo graphics, uh like the difficulty spike, but also like you could upgrade your armor and you had like super moves. So you weren't entirely I mean, it's still a fucking hard game. But like you know, if you if you didn't get hit, you didn't get turned to a baby by that freaking wizard thing, mm. uh, you could upgrade your armor and you could have like uh, like special magic if you had like the gold armor. I think the silver armor gives you something. Mm. But no, it's insanely hard. You're trying to rescue the princess. It, like it's life or death because you only get a couple hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it, once you get to the end of the game, if you beat the uh, the final bosses. With there's like two mo- two of these evil ass demons in a row, um, then it's told to you that guess what, you forgot this item that you need in order to fi- face the final boss and save the actual princess. So they send you back to the beginning of the game. So you have to beat the game twice in a row, and you have to hold on to this special item, which is a pretty powerful item. It's like it shoots out this beam, this like lasery beam. Mm-hmm. You gotta beat it twice in a row and keep this one item, not getting any torches or any co- other kind of item, all the way through the entire game to the end to beat the true final boss in order to save the princess. Yeah, and right there is why you should not pick this game to advance. I'll never understand why torches are uh, why you'd want a torch anyways. Lances are so much better. Oh yeah, no, it's like a death sentence once you accidentally pick a torch. You're like, oh please, please give me the knife, anything but the torch. Yeah, or an axe. Uh, I mean, I'm voting Earthworm Jim in this. Yeah, I mean, I never finished Earthworm Jim either. I never got past the bungee level. Yeah, but it was, it was hard. If, if you were to play it tomorrow, which game would you rather play? See, that's hard because I I, I like to play both of them. I like the challenge and Super Ghosts and Ghosts. I like how wacky. Uh, Earthworm Jim is, but Earthworm Jim is also tough. Yes, it it, is tough. And it's not quick either. Like, the levels are long. They're like Booker Man long. Yeah, but I could stare at Earthworm Jim's levels all day. I love the way it was, uh, I love the artwork in this, and I I feel like I need to kick my own ass for saying that, but it's so cool. And it's definitely of that era, you know? There's so many games that were kind of like that. I'm voting Earthworm Jim on this one. Um, I'm I'm a split, so I, I'll I'll say Earthworm Jim because I like them both Sweet. equally. All right, number four, Double Dragon, the original, mm. versus number five, Kingdom Hearts. Okay, so in in Kingdom Hearts, you're trying to save uh, your main your, squeeze, Kyrie. Yeah, and the other and the other dude, but who gives a shit about him? Yeah, nobody cares. Um, but you're also trying to save the other eight disney princesses so you're actually you're going from like disney disney uh level to disney level you go from like alice in wonderland to agrabah and every time a princess gets kidnapped and you have to save them all Mm -hmm. meanwhile double dragon (laughs) (laughs) we can at least agree it's got the greatest opening to every video game when uh they go to your girlfriend what was her name start with an m oh i forget uh marlena maybe Marion. Marion, that's right. Marion. And they punch her right in the box. Dude. They <laughs> punch, punch her the s- baby maker. <laughs> and, and she basically doubles over. You can see her underwear. Yeah. That's not a good sign. 
and they throw her up on their shoulder and like walk away. Yeah. So um, we love Double Dragon. Um, we own Double Dragon as children. The problem with me and Chad was we worked really well together as a team. But you had to have one person fight near the top of the screen and one fight as the bottom because you could hurt each other. Mm. And so the only reason I still say this, the only reason me and you never beat this game is because eventually one of us would accidentally punch the other one in the back of the head. <laughs> so I'd go like this. Psh, dude, punch in the back of the head. Oh, sorry, man. I didn't mean to. No, it's okay. Psh, I punched you back. Now we're even. Hey, dick. Mine was an accident. Yours was on purpose. <laughs> and then we just started beating the shit out of each other. Yep. And all the punks just sit and form a circle around us like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they just watch me and you fight to the death in like level seven. It's true. It's <laughs> fucking true. We could never work together all the way through. We always took it personally. And then we would just house each other. Like, give me that trash can. Give me that crowbar. And we would just murder each other. And they wouldn't even, the, the bad guys on the screen wouldn't even attack us. They'd just hang back and let yep. us do it. Be like, yep, do our work for us. We could never, we could never work together long enough. Yeah, but dude, but that was the entire, that was the entire um, theme of the game. Because had we worked together somehow gotten yeah. to the end of the game, saved the girl, she makes you fight each other to the death to become her boyfriend. She's yeah, like, so, well, if only, only the strong may survive. Yeah, she's like, I don't want to blow both of you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> she's like, I didn't tell you to bring your friend. <laughs> so, no, I almost feel like because that is the ending of the game, somehow that corrupted us as we were playing it and turned us two brothers against each other. Mm. And then we just fought to the death earlier because the game wanted us to do that. It was like that scene from Double Dragon the movie where the Shadow King has taken over uh, the body of uh, Mark Dacascus and he's like, let me tell you the story of Romulus and Remus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Romulus so, killed Remus. I will say that I went and played Double Dragon yesterday and it doesn't stand up as well because it's very slow. Yes. I just... Couldn't get over how slow you walk around. So, and you punch slow and you walk slow. So, although I love the game, it's uh, compared to like Bad Dudes or River City Ransom, they're also in this. It's it's the slowest. Yeah, it's 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 actually not very very good. I only figured out like you know from watching The Wizard, uh, where they where he plays Double Dragon for money. Oh. What the fuck? What's my Is that your phone? Oh yeah, dude. God. That's Yo, all these put that, <laughs> put that shit on silence, man. All these, all these, all these hot moms who want puppet shows at their uh, their kids' birthday parties blow it up my phone because it's yeah. March. Anyway, all right, Kingdom Hearts or Double Dragon? Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I mean, you know, Double Dragon. Sorry, dude. We didn't have to get into how good or bad Kingdom Hearts is. It's just better by by default. The best thing that ever came out of Double Dragon was Dwayne and Brando's uh, rap song. Oh, yeah. Oh, that man. Was yeah, yeah, you made me nostalgically sad, and then I remembered they got back together. I am telling mom. <laughs> All right. Number three seed, Zelda Link to the Past. Just as in Mario, we just went with one Zelda game. Right. Zelda Link to the Past versus number six seed, Dragon's Lair. Now, Dragon's Lair, I mean, there's a... I've been waiting for years for this documentary to come out about Dragon's Lair. They 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 got access to Don Bluth for a tremendous interview. They've just been working and working and working and it's like it's basically telling the story of how Dragon's Lair was like you can't get a bigger leap 
in video games than Dragon's Lair. When it came out, this arcade game, everybody's like jaws dropped on the floor, and they were like, oh my god, I can't believe that that is a game. I mean, still, even now, it looks like a cartoon, and it's just like, how is this cartoon an actual controllable video game? It doesn't seem possible. Right. And it's like, well, it's it was it was built on laserdisc technology, which is kind of amazing. But no, it was, it was just amazing. And back when people like only had like you know Super Mario Brothers at home, like mm-hmm. when Dragon's Lair was hitting the arcades, and you're like, you had to plunk down a dollar, yeah, in order to play. And and you usually died real quick. Yeah, because unfortunately, arcade games don't really have instructions that mo- that well. <laughs> No, no, and you know, I, I, I played through the entire game. Like um, at Magfest, they had a machine, and um, like there's this little, uh, there's a cheat enabled where there's like an, an icon on the top left that told you what to do at, at what time, so you can yeah. actually like beat it without having to spend like a million hours. But you know, it's it's classic. You have to save the uh, the voluptuous Princess Daphne. I will say, Princess Daphne probably the hottest princess in video game land well do well well don bluth and his horn dog animating staff uh actually used stills from playboy magazine as the basis for her poses and that's that's where it's at man i mean like she came out before jessica rabbit so she was probably mm. the first video game first uh cartoon character i've ever been attracted to oh yeah <laughs> dude. It's like oh my god um so yeah, not that that is gonna you really count into our tournament or anything, but we'll just have to throw that out there. She's the hottest video game character of Total all time. Hottest and probably the dumbest also. She, yeah. I mean, like she has like two lines of dialogue, and she's like, "Save me!" Uh. Yeah. <laughs> she just sounds like such an airhead. Yeah, that's how I like them. Right, and she's just sitting in it, floating, looking hot in her bubble, not yeah. doing much. But as soon as you free her from the bubble and smooch her on the lips, it's game over. So now, Zelda Link to the Past. Actually, it was interesting. You chose this one over Ocarina of Time. Well, Ocarina nerds can suck it. I mean... I actually like that, but... I like Ocarina of Time. I've played most Zelda games. I like Ocarina of Time, but I feel like gamers put it on this pedestal. That it doesn't need to be up there, you know? It was like an amazing game. It was a long game. You know, it's very groundbreaking for what it was. Just like Mario 64 kind of standing in that same shadow but zelda link to the past uh is an amazing game too it's basically like it's zelda 3 aka zelda zelda on the super nintendo it's got a huge world and it basically um inspired like every zelda game that was to come afterwards you know Mm -hmm. there's a there's a light world and a dark world so there's two maps but you don't even realize that till you get like like three quarters to the game where you finally get access to that dark world uh, dungeons are great bosses mostly not annoying and just like yeah i don't know just like the entire game is totally epic and they remade games in that style later on for the ds mm. so what are you voting on here oh link to the past all the way dragon's lair dragon's lair it's it's an amazing game but it's also like too hard it's it's too hard but if you break it down to its essential components it's just like Left, right, up, down, sword button. I mean, there's not much gameplay there. Yeah. All right. Now, this is our last matchup before we get to the second round. Yeah. Number two seed, Karateka. Mm. As we used to call Karateka. Karateka. 
versus number seven seed. I swear I didn't make this happen on purpose, but it's just kind of <laughs> ironic. Number seven seed, Prince of Persia, the original game off the PC, which Ooh. is created by the same dude. Now, this is interesting because Prince of Persia, there are like a lot of puzzles that you had to solve, and there's also fighting dudes with swords. Yeah, and it had the same arrow, arrow point health system at the bottom. Uh, well, let's talk Karateka first. Okay. You just climb up this mountaintop to save Princess Mariko. And, Princess uh, something. Princess Mariko. Okay. I, I don't know, maybe they call it Mariko, but we'll just say Mariko. Mariko. You gotta save her. It's all told, like just like a little uh, ancient Star Wars scroll. So you got to save her at this mountaintop. You got to save her from the Emperor. You got to fight through all these dudes. Uh, there's no talking in it, just some nice little tones. But you come up there and you just like, I will kill everyone in this castle one at a time. Yeah. Send them this way. I fucking love this game. Love it. Loved it a zillion years ago. Love it now. I just. It's you just gotta, you gotta shuffle. You gotta fucking. I love when the dude you're fighting tries to kick you in the face. You dodge back, and then you can, if you if you time it perfectly, you can punch him in the nutsack three times in a row. Oh man! If you're not good, you can get at least two nut shots in. And it's funny because every time you hit someone, there's like an old Batman TV show, like wow, like a little uh, hit mark, like a little fire mark that pops up. Mm-hmm. You can hit him three times in the nuts. What are the game? What are the game can say that? I mean, legend, the, the terrible Legend of Cain game where you play as Cain mm-hmm. uh, in the future, and uh, he you can grab people by the throat, hoist them into the air, and then take a uh, a spiked mace and hit them in the nuts a few times before they die. That's All the, right, that's the only other one, but it was a terrible game. Well, this game is awesome. I love Karateka. I love going all the way through. I fucking hate the buzzard that you got to fight because he just bleeds you over the points before you fight the emperor. Mm-hmm. You got to love the, the twist ending. If you actually run towards the princess, she'll kill you. Right. You, you got to walk. You, you got to walk and bow. <laughs> um, love this game. Simple but elegant. Prince of Persia, also great. I like how you jump through that mirror and your shadow clone comes out at you. Oh, yeah. That was like sci-fi crazy. That was pretty big for like 1990. Um, love the fat swordsman you fought on the bridge. Right. And like sword... Like, Sword fighting was a definite skill. Like I feel like the fights were pretty pretty similar. Cause like, man, a uh, Karateka on the Commodore sixty four. Like I was doing, it was like summer games. I was doing anything I could to try and like do the moves. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really understand what I was doing exactly when I was a kid. Prince of Persia is the same kind of way. I was just like, all right, any direction and the sword, yeah, to try and like pull off some crazy sword fight move. With Karateka, it was definitely, it's silly to say this, but it came down to confidence, man. Mm. If you didn't have it, now the, the computer guy knew it, and he'd just fucking back you up. <laughs> and he just, all of a sudden, his combinations are all, if, you, if you're off by half a second, all your combinations miss and all his land. Mm. So it's like, you don't just get it once. You get hit like five or six times. You're like, oh, shit! And you're trying to back up and like reset your stance. Um, I love both these games. Love them. But I have to go with Karateka. See, I feel I feel like... Karateka is so simple, though. It's too simple. Like, all oh, you're doing, it's, it's like a Steven Seagal game, except Which that you're not Which is why it's awesome. Like, you could just sit there on the top next to the edge of the cliff and just, like, wait for dudes to come get you. That is not true. You must pass through the gateway before the alarm is even sounded. All and right. You can only, and you can only back up so far. And the more you back up, the more guys run out to fight you. So you must keep advancing. 
No, that, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, like if you're good, you can just sit there forever. But yeah, well, it's like you, you just you walk you walk ahead. There's like it's funny. There's the Prince of Persia, um, like little chomper thing, like the metal uh, jaws of death that you which, have to pass which, through. Which, by the way, I wrote into my second book, Shark Nights Two. Awesome. I specifically wrote the metal choppers from Prince of Persia <laughs> into a chapter in my upcoming book, Shark Knights, Dead oh. End. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Nudge, yes. nudge, plug, plug. Hey, man, you know, but you uh, let your childhood inspire you sometimes. Pr- Prince of Persia has it going on. It introduces you to, like, the basis for all the traps and how to get past them uh, mm. in the first couple levels, which is, uh, you know, like the spike traps that you can, like, slowly walk through. You know, mm-hmm. but if you like run or um, or try and like jump through, you will be bloodily bloodily impaled. The spike traps that cut you in fucking half, uh, mm-hmm. like the sword. Where like if you don't have your sword, the sword fighting dudes will just kill you. Mm-hmm. And if you get like hit like a couple times with sword fighting dudes, you die. It's, yeah, it's really easy. But there, but like the the gameplay varies up a lot. And there's a lot of, like, um, stepping on one panel here, leaping over another panel, and, like, running across the level to try and get through the door, through a door that's, like, slowly closing. Like, there's, there's a lot going on. Well, I do respect that. Uh, if it comes down to jumping versus punching, I will take punching ten, <laughs> 10 times out of 10. And the only thing I like better than sword fighting is fist fighting. So, I'm going Karateka. Ah. <sighs> No, I, I have to stick with Prince of Persia, man. Vetoed! Karateka, like, ah, bitch. It has to happen. You right. sealed it when you said the whole jump to get across there. I hate going relying on my jumping. All right, so we've gone through the entire first round. We're down to only 16. We've introduced all the games for anyone that hasn't played them, so this, uh, this will go much quicker now because we know the games. Right. So... Back over to the first division, we've got number one seed Resident Evil 4 versus number four seed River City Ransom. Fight! Dude, that's so hard. <laughs> I mean, both all, it they're is. both my, some of my favorite games. I love these games, they're great. But as much as I enjoy River City Ransom, I can get some of that enjoyment from other games. But Resident Evil 4 is just always going to be one of my favorite games. It's just so good. I have, I've, there are very few games that I can say I've gone through like 20 times and beaten them and still enjoyed it. Resident Evil 4 is there. Love everything about it. Always will. Um, I love River City Ransom. Don't get me wrong. But Resident Evil 4 is way more fun to play through. I mean, they're, they're very similar in a lot of ways. I mean, you upgrade your weapons. You upgrade your guy. Uh, it's, it's less linear. Resident Evil 4 is, less, is like pretty, pretty much straight through. Yes, River City Ransom has waffles, but they do not have Agent Hunnigan. It's true. They don't have a giant maze with killer dogs. They don't have Ada Wong. They don't have a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got to be Resident Evil. All right, all right, Resident Evil 4. I, 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 like, I have a vision of the future of what the top two games are going to be, and they're very similar. <laughs> well, when I, when I originally looked at this, that's, it's very, uh, I, I wondered if that would happen too, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got number six seed, Limbo, versus number two seed, Curse of Monkey Island. Curse of Monkey Island all the way. Yeah, I mean, I like Limbo, but Monkey Island's way better. That's right. How low could you go? That low, apparently. Uh, next up, we've got number one seed, Bad Dudes, versus number five seed, Fat Princess. Bad Dudes. I mean, it's got to be Bad Dudes. It's so yeah. good. I, I like Fat Princess. Mm. Um, but uh, Bad Dudes is awesome. 
<laughs> I, love, um, I love Karnov. Yeah, so good. I wish Karnov would do like a birthday party. He did. He did his own game. Yeah. People love geeks love to point that out. They're like, "Hey, did you know Karnov was in his own game called Karnov, and nobody played it or bought it?" Mm. All right. Well, you pointed it out. Yep. There, there you go. go. <laughs> All right. We got number six seed Psychonauts versus number two seed Splatterhouse Two. No. Oh, Why? That's okay. uh, just the way it works. There I... can be only one, Chad. Go highlight the shit out of this. Why can't it be like two games you like? Well, it probably <sighs> will eventually, but I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to just let you roll on this one. We'll just God. go with whatever you think. God damn it. I just, I'm just i just going to lap up your tears. All right. I'm going to say Psychonauts because it's less it's because it's less punishing than Splatter, Splatterhouse 2. There's a lot of there's a lot of moments where you're like, like, like the, the, there's this fucking level where you're like jumping in and out of these. Um, I think it's like level four, like like a bunch of these uh, puddles, which have like these leeches inside and you get to the shack at the end. And there's like these three fetuses, bloody fetuses that have been hung and you have to kill them with like a rake and um, clippers and a chainsaw. But anyways, it's really hard. I can't think uh, of a level that hard and punishing in Psychonauts. So we have our first number two seed uh, that's been upset in the tournament. Uh, All right, other side of this, we got number one seed Shadow of the Damned versus number five seed Rocket Knight. Hmm. I mean, I, I obviously am voting Shadow of the Damned here. Yeah. Like Rock- Rocket Knight's a cool game, but I mean, you know, it's no Mega Man. <laughs> What? I mean, I'm just kidding. It's basically Mega Man. <laughs> no way. No, actually, it's not. No, it's it's like if you said like it was like Sonic. All right, I could see that. But it had like it's got like so much variety. Yeah, but it's no Shadow of the Damned. It's in a it's a possum in a jetpack with a sword. Yeah, yeah. It's no Garcia Hotspur. Yeah, I mean that's tough. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like, all right, gameplay. They're both fun. They both have like variety, mm-hmm. but you're still using the same kind of. Well, maybe Shadow of the Dam had more variety because you had like those different weapons that you could upgrade. I did I, like Hell Monsters too. Let's go over Shadow of the Damned. All right. It, had, it did have goats that you yeah. let fire. Yes. All right. Now we've got. Oh yeah! Here we go. Number three seed Super Mario Brothers three versus number two seed Rhapsody a musical adventure. Rhapsody all the way. Oh, all are the you way. serious, Chad? Are you serious? <laughs> so let me get this straight. When Super Mario goes up against Castle Crashers, we're like, yo, we have to go Super Mario. It's classic. It's the best. Everyone loves it. Then when it goes up against Rhapsody, you vote against it. That's right. All part of my evil plan. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm voting Super Mario on this. Rhapsody vetoed. Oh, <laughs> you heard that clear, nerds. I voted for Super Mario, but Chad vetoed me. I'm carrying my torch for you, Rhapsody. Oh my God! All right, uh, number one seed Earthworm Jim versus number five seed Kingdom Hearts. All right. Um, I'm gonna say Kingdom Hearts because I actually like that game and it's a lot of fun to play. You know, I will I will say that too. Like you know, just the Disney characters used in a very un-Disney-ish way. It was pretty cool. And you totally kill Goofy. Oh wait, no, or is that number two? There's one. There's one moment where like there's a cutscene where Goofy get Goofy dies, and everyone's like, "Oh man, well, see you later, bye, Goofy." <laughs> yeah, he's not yeah. dead, but you know, it's pretty awesome. 
So Earthworm Jim's out, our first number one seed. See Goodbye. Ya. Goodbye. I like the hell level. It was cool, but it was too hard. So now we've got number three seed Zelda Link to the Past versus number two seed Karateka. No, Zelda had better music. What? I just did the music. Exactly. I don't need. I don't need to do all the amazing music from Zelda, but it's got an entire soundtrack. It just doesn't have like a couple like musical notes. What? Yeah, dude. Ugh, that sounded terrible coming out of your mouth. It's awesome. It has a dude. It has eight dungeons. It doesn't have one dungeon where you just punch the same dude. You have like a ton of different instruments of death. Karate punches, though, dude. Karate punches over and over again. Karate punches. A, a sword that, at full health, you swing and lasers fly out of it. Yes, yes. I like that you had to say at full health, which you never stay at, so you never get to do it. Bombs, boomerangs, light stuff on fire, and the bosses are fucking awesome. Uh, and there's so many puzzles in Zelda Link to the Past. In Karateka, there's one puzzle. <laughs> it was the chopper thing where like, you have to learn to stick your leg through first or you'll die. Uh, I know. It did aggravate me until we figured it out, but I don't know if I want to use my veto right now. <laughs> it's, you you know that Zelda Link to the Past should advance. You know it. Oh, you're hard yeah, you're all right. I do like my own preference would be Karateka, but I'll admit, fine, the Zelda's probably better. That's it. Alright, we're down to the Elite Eight. Ooh. Here we go. We got, uh, in the the end of the first uh, division, number one seed Resident Evil 4 versus number two seed Curse of Monkey Island. No surprises. Wow. You, uh, you know, they're both really funny games. I, think I love both these games. I've beaten both these games, but... I just like Resident Evil 4, the replayability is off the charts. Curse of Monkey Island did have an ultra hard mode, which we never played, but my friend Ricky told me that like like instead of just getting items for people, you had to like do extra things to get items to get other items. Mm. So I mean if you're really into it, it's there. I mean it's 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 not the same I mean like the humor, you know, it's it's still funny, you know, both games. When you play them through, you know, like, they're both action comedies. Actually, no, one of them is straight-up comedy. The other one's action comedy. Resident Evil 4 is so good, it's better than most zombie movies. Like, I would rather call this a zombie movie and play it for eight hours True. than watch a two-hour regular zombie movie. I got to vote Resident Evil 4. It's so good. Uh, I mean, there was, like, the the roller coaster of death in the in hell in the end of Monkey Island. That was okay, but at that point, the game was almost over. There were the, the cannibals turned vegetarians on the Dude, volcano. Dude, there was Resident Evil 4 the Chainsaw Sisters. Come on. Oh, that's true. I, I can play this game, too. All right, all right, Resident Evil. Yeah. Resident Evil advances to the final four. All right, we got number one seed, Bad Dudes, versus number six seed, Psychonauts. Let's see. Well, one of these games, one of these games is really funny, fun to play, deep, uh, amazing cast of characters that you care about, and um, critically, and the, uh, critically um, uh, not panned as being um, a total shameless clone of another game. 
And the other game is Psychonauts. <laughs> gotcha. Two can play at that. Bad Dudes is just a 2D beat-em-up that has a couple elements that make you like it. Like, say, like the voice chip that says, we're bad. I mean, that's all it's got. I mean, we should just put, like, the voice chip saying we're bad as, like, the, as, like, the real runner-up. I'm just telling you. I don't know the last time you played Psychonauts. Me and my friend Andy played Bad Dudes yesterday and beat it yesterday. And it's still that damn good. Psychonauts is awesome, man. It's a psychic summer camp. I mean, that's just so cool. That's okay. It's okay. And you go into people's brains. Even when I was a kid, the first time I played Bad Dudes, I was like, this is my game. (laughs) Like, this is it. (laughs) Psychonauts is so cool. Uh, Double Fine is still pumping out games that people either love or hate, but they will buy them regardless because they made Psychonauts. And they're still talking about a sequel because everybody loves that game. It's just like universally loved. Critics love it. Gamers love it. It was amazing. It's like it's like one of the best games in that era. Hands down. I respect that. I vote Bad Dudes. I vote Psychonauts. <sighs> I have the veto. Psychonauts is a better game, dude. Uh, I'll I'll give you Psychonauts. That's right, you will. Oh. All right, that Psychonauts advance to the final four. Okay. Now we've got other other division. Number one seed Shadow of the Damned versus number two seed Rhapsody Musical Adventure. <laughs> Obviously, I'm voting Shadow of the Damned. Damn, it's too bad you didn't give me that veto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so do you want to remember? Let, let's go back in time 30 seconds ago when I gave you when I sacrificed bad dudes. It's because I wanted to make sure I had the veto <laughs> for this fucking one. I was like, as much as I wanted to save Karatika. I wanted to save bad dudes, but I had to make sure that fucking Rhapsody does not advance to the final four. Shadow of the Damned is way better a game than Rhapsody. It's just, it's just different, but I'll give it to Shadow of the Damned because it has dick jokes. Damn right. <laughs> All right, Shadow of the Damned advances to the final four. In our last bracket, we have number five seed Kingdom Hearts versus number three seed Zelda Link to the Past. So this was kind of like our upset division. This is kind of, I mean, that's a good matchup because one of them is this classic Super Nintendo action RPG, and the other one is this classic PS2 action RPG with Disney characters. I gotta give it to Kingdom Hearts based on the Disney. Like, I really thought that was was uh, an interesting way to go. That was pretty cool. Yeah, but you know what? It's like the um, but the ca- the camera was like your worst nightmare in that game. Mm. You know, Zelda Two like works much more functionally. Uh, in terms of gameplay, I mean, but but they had Donald and Goofy, and they were awesome. That was the best Donald and Goofy I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know, and the the ending is brutal too. Like you're you're the silver haired dude, uh, I believe, sacrifices himself, mm-hmm. and then you're look you're basically looking it's you're looking for Mickey, also King Mickey. The entire thing, and when you defeat the uh, the final boss, he's like, "Fuck you! I'll open the door to oblivion," aka Kingdom Hearts. Don't know why they called it that. And he opens it, and Mickey's inside, and he's yeah. like, "Fuck your shit!" Yeah. And that's the end of the game. Yeah, they have to go in. But Zelda's just like Zelda's classic. I mean, you go into the dark world as a rabbit. You gotta like earn your stripes before you can be like regular Link in the dark world. Uh, Ganon is awesome. You have to like, he keeps on going invisible and teleporting around. You got to shoot him with silver arrows and then come in 
uh, quickly with a charged strike uh, from your sword to kill him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like your classic like running around. Like Kingdom Hearts is pretty linear, and and the gummy ship thing in between levels did suck. So which way are you lean in here? I don't know. It's, uh, I I got to give it to Zelda because just because it had less less glitches and less screw ups, it's like a five star game. All right. I don't feel passionately enough about either to override you, so I guess Zelda advances. Okay. So our final four. Here we go. Our final four is Resident Evil 4, Psychonauts, Shadow of the Damned, and Zelda Link to the Past. First matchup to get to the finals, Resident Evil 4 versus Psychonauts. Fight. Well, they, they, they both were on the PS2. Right. Well, and also, uh, I believe, uh, not only did I beat... Resident Evil 4 on the PS2. I also beat it on the GameCube. Right. Well, it was first it was a GameCube GameCube exclusive. Then Capcom realized they could make a shit ton of money if they made it not so exclusive anymore. Yeah. But in the PS2 version, they gave Leon a Gatling gun, and you could get the suit of armor for Ashley, which, yeah. made, which made her invincible and unpickupable. Yeah. Which, by the way, I never did use. Good, because it's I, it just makes it way too easy. I did use the unlimited machine gun. Going I, through the second time, but. I like the I like the hand cannon. I mean, it made the mm. game not fun because it was you know just killed everything in one hit. I'm telling you, man, I've I've gone through with the like unlimited rocket launcher, unlimited machine gun, and it's it's almost as fun <laughs> going through again. It just makes you feel like a real badass. Sure, <laughs> it takes away the you know the creepiness of it, but or whatever, it's still fun. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know that if you open this box, instead of a green herb, there's going to be a snake in there, and you stand back and you just bazooka the shit out of the whole <laughs> building. <laughs> Fuck you, snake. You're not going to bite me. <laughs> uh, I'll take my egg now. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I love Resident Evil 4. Stranger. Yeah, that's true. You got you got him in there. I mean, what, what I loved about Psychonauts is not only is it like... This, I mean, like, it's basically, like, the environments that make the game. Like, you start out at, like, the psychic summer camp, and there's, like, so many mysteries uh, in there. But then you go into people's brains, and you get to figure them out. There's even this one, like, secret level where, like, one of the camp counselors who floats all the time and teaches you how to levitate, you go inside her mind, and everything's, like, this groovy dance party, and there's all these, like, 60s groovy dance parties, psychedelic colors, and bright oranges, and pinks. But then, uh, if you clear out some of the cobwebs from inside her mind, you get access to a secret area. You find out that she was actually uh, she was an orphan in an orphanage, and because she was a psychic and couldn't control her, her powers, she burned the place down and burned mm. everyone alive. And you see all these like ghosts inside her brain, like screaming, "Why did you kill us? Yeah. Why you fucking killed us and burned us alive?" Those are all good things, but I mean, Resident Evil Four. Uh, you know what's good about Resident Evil Four? They mix it up. Halfway through the game, instead of killing regular zombies, you start killing monks. I like that. So I didn't get bored. I mean, yeah, Instead they, of killing the townspeople, they switched to the monks. I'm like, thanks, dudes, because those monks are fucking creepy. I love killing them. They did have the mercenaries in there, too, which is awesome. Yep. Like the, and, yeah, they had some good side games. Psychonauts has a, a brain inside a tank. Like a, a tank that's controlled by a brain. Yeah, so what? <laughs> it had it had a level and I'm just listing the things I liked about it. It had like a like this like Picasso art style theme level. Anyway, right, let's just give it to Resident Evil 4. I'll stop stalling. I mean Resident Evil 4 is awesome. Yeah, it's true. 
They advance to the finals. All right, now we've got Shadow of the Damned versus Zelda Link to the Past. Fight. All right, Shadow of the Damned, extremely linear. Zelda, also linear, but you also had this uh, amazing world to kind of fart around in, too. You had more weapons in um, Zelda. And if you were dumb and leveled up in Shadows of the Damned and leveled up the green um, skull launcher mm -hmm. to its peak, you didn't have enough money to level up um, the other weapons, which you needed as a prerequisite to kill the second-to-last boss. So you hmm. could totally screw yourself. Which way are you thinking? I mean, I'm just trying to think here. I would play Shadow... I mean, I guess I would play both. I think I've, play, I've played Zelda 3 more. I think there's more gameplay in Zelda 3. Shadows of the Damned is kind of a quick game if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's no dick jokes in Zelda 3. It's true. But you had... I mean, I don't know. It's like, one of them is like Saturday morning cartoons, and the other one is like an R-rated horror, like, grindhouse movie. What would you play tomorrow? Tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, I would play Shadows of the Damned. Really? Well, what does that say? It says I've played Zelda more recently. <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm trying to help you decide what I'm trying to I'm curious what which way you think here. I know, I know. Alright, so from a pure rescue standpoint, you have to save Paula in Shadows of the Dam. You have to save uh Princess Zelda in the other one. You never see Princess Zelda until the very end. Paula's like constantly there creeping you out and dying. Yeah. Getting murdered over and over again. It's just sad and weird and cool at the same time. You no, know, I and I wanted to see a sequel to Shadows of the Damned, but it'll never happen. Mm. I would go with Shadows of the Damned. Shadows of the Damned I mean, advances. Go figure. This is what I thought from the very beginning would happen. It totally is what I thought too. Yep. I love these games. I love Resident Evil Four. I love Shadow of the Damned. Wait, um, didn't this happen before where both our top number one seeds on both sides of the bracket made it all the way? Well, I mean, there's a reason why they were seeded number one, because we like them so much. Mm. You know, there's been some upsets in this bracket along the way, but, you know, there's a reason why we like these games and why we gave them one. I mean, you know, in college basketball, you might have an upset because some plucky underdog comes out of nowhere. But in this one, you know, might makes right. <laughs> Well, Resident Evil 4 versus Shadows of the Damned. I love both the games, obviously, but I'm giving it to Resident Evil 4. Re Shadows of the Damned is basically the spiritual sequel to Resident Evil 4. It had all the heart, all the like action comedy, but it wasn't as long as Resident Evil 4, and it wasn't as deep. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I like I love that game. I wanted it to be like a little bit more, but I enjoyed that it was like a little bit shorter, too. You know, it's kind of like this fun romp. That, that, you know, just, like, wraps itself up. Mm. There's definitely a lot more killing in uh, Resident Evil 4. Yeah, it's awesome. I love... I mean, even even when you're going up against that little guy, Mr. Kennedy, and he's, like, dressed up like a little uh, colonial patriot. <laughs> I know. Love that guy. I don't know. I mean, there's nothing I do not like about that game. It's awesome. And they even make you... It's so good that it makes you feel bad about a helicopter pilot that you never even That's meet right. in the game. Mike! Mike! I'll get him for you, Mike! <laughs> some, people say, some people say he was not a man. He was a helicopter named Mike. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. 
yeah, he gets back to Earth. He's like, yeah, I was just a drone, man. I, I, my name's Mike. I was piloting from this computer. I mean, I'm voting Resident Evil 4. I love it. And you have, you have veto power, too. Yeah, so it's really, you don't have a choice. That's true. <laughs> I've been holding on to it. Yep. I lost some of my other brothers along the way, but, uh, yeah. I guess I guess it's Resident Evil 4 all the way. Resident Evil 4, the greatest rescue video game of all time, according to us. I mean, Resident Evil 4, a rescue game where, where, <laughs> where if, like, if you get to the bottom of a ladder and signal, signal Ashley to come down with you and look up to kind of, like, see a flash of her panties, she will call you a pervert and not come down. Which, by the way, I didn't know. It had to be pointed out to me, and so I went back in the game and checked it out. So I didn't yeah. do that my own self because I was strictly about saving her. I agree with Leanne Kennedy. No, I don't agree with her. She was of age. It was bangy time at the end. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just banged her on the jet ski and then tossed her in the water and oh. said sorry. Couldn't save her. She got killed by any number of zombies. But the good thing is I killed all the bad guys, although I didn't get the T-virus. So yeah, we'll call this a tie. I mean, there's that weird scene in the end where he's like, all right, we're both infected with this parasite. We're going to die, but I'm, we're going to... Here, uh, let's... <laughs> he's like, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put myself in this extremely painful procedure. You watch me twitch first, and then I'm going to stick you in. Yeah. It was crazy, man. It's like, you should have let the lady go first. Yeah, and then if she died, you'd find a different way. Exactly. He'd be like, all right, you are my canary in this uh, coal mine. Mm-hmm. Well, it's an extremely great game, and it it makes me want to play it again, honestly. Yeah, it's so good that, well, I was going to say it's so good that Resident Evil games have sucked afterwards ever since that, but it's also just because Resident Evil games have sucked since then. It, it puts them to shame, and it and it's too bad because, you know, Shadows of the Damned, I mean, it's the same director as Resident Evil 4. Like, he knew what makes an amazing game, you know, yeah. like the heart, the variety, the you know, the puns, you know, the comedy. Maybe Leon Kennedy should team up with Garcia Hotspur for a new game. Garcia needs to come back, man. He was such yeah. an amazing guy. And he was just like super machismo, like over-the-top cartoony machismo. Which was great. Uh, it, it made for an instant classic. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, not enough people bought it and or Capcom sucks. Yeah. So there you have it. Our top video rescue video games of all time. Uh Feel free to download our PDF file on jumpmanpodcast.com with the brackets included. Play along and then jump on our Facebook page and tell us how it would have gone differently for you. I know one of our listeners already got on there and said Curse of Monkey Island all the way, mm. which that's pretty cool. But uh, we definitely want to hear how it would play out. And, uh, you know, unless you're French and you really love that fucking Ico game, <laughs> Ico, then Ico. don't bother. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. I ain't playing it. But um, yeah, I would I would love to hear uh, what other people's favorite games were and and how stupid we were to pick the ones that we did. So, I mean, there's there's just like certain games that are just like classics, yeah. you know. And if you like Resident Evil Four, is just one of those things where you know you can go up to Roger Ebert and be like, "Yo, Shadows of the Colossus is the greatest game, and it's artistic, etc., etc., etc." But Resident Evil Four is like the full package. Yep. You know, and like. Uh, when, when we played through that uh, hilarious bout of Resident Evil 6, where we were, like, hitting the button that threw us on the floor over yeah. and over again, I was just like, what happened, man? Yeah. How far how far have you fallen that there's a button for jumping on the floor and rolling around backwards while shooting? Like, yeah. We didn't, we didn't need that. Come on, guys. That was stupid. All right, cool. 
give us give them give the people our info. All right, so you can check us out every single week as long as I don't lose lose my voice on uh, jumpmanpodcast.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes and actually I learned by by listening to other other things if you leave us a review on iTunes, it'll actually bump us up in the ratings and then more people can discover us. So so maniacs out there, this is your mission. If you've listened this far and don't hate us for our choices, uh, <laughs> drop us an iTunes review and we will read it on the show. Not even, yeah. not even getting. Uh, you can also check us out on RetroWareTV.com, Elder-Geek.com, RageQuickCast.com, and uh, and JumpmanPodcast.com. And please send us your hate or your love either way on Facebook. Just search for Jumpman <laughs> Podcast. Send your hate to Chad and your love to me. Whatever, dude. I was gonna. My plan, you saw through my plan. Rhapsody against Resident uh, Evil 4 was going to happen. No, it wasn't. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little, I'm, I'm still pissed that they didn't bring in the English version of the songs for the, for the DS version. They, mm. did a, they did a DS remake. They didn't bring in the freaking like, Canadian voice acted English version song. Oh, man. my God. Yeah, we're not talking about Rhapsody anymore. <sighs> Peace out. <laughs> all right, all right. Goodbye. Jump now. Engage. Yahoo! I find your lack of faith. One shall stand, one shall fall.